You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa! What up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast with your boy, Al Mega. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in tonight. And tonight, we got an awesome amazingly talented independent creator he's an illustrator an animator he's an author of the graphic novel the junction coming soon from titan comics let me introduce the one the only the canadian boss himself the big man norm con you what's going on kiddo how you doing wow that, that was that was some intro al <laughs> <laughs> i did i didn't recognize who you were uh introducing there yeah, who the hell are you talking about? He's looking at the bottom of, uh, of our stream, you like, is there another guest here? No, brother, <laughs> it is you, man. You are a superstar. Welcome to the Comic Crusaders podcast. How are you? Uh, not so bad. Thanks for having me. No, no, thank you for taking some time to chit-chat, brother. You know, you got this dope book, The Junction, coming out. But, you know, we're going to talk more more about that, you know, in a minute. Let's talk about you, though. What's probably, but Where you from? Where you grew up at? Yeah, uh, I'm Canadian, as you said. Uh, I grew up outside Toronto in a little, tiny, tiny little place called Alberton, where I think the cows outnumber people three to one. Oh, damn, really? And, uh, that must be like yeah. New York with the rats. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. And uh, I, just, I did a college in Oakville for animation and, uh, and have hardly worked in Canada since. I worked in Germany, and uh, for the oh. most of my adult life, I've actually been here in the U.K., Say a word. I mean, when, when did that move happen in your life? Uh, well, Ger- Germany, I did straight out of college. Okay. Uh, you know, that, so, all right. That so, very, you spent your younger years in Canada. Yeah, right, yeah. So. I, my formative years, and as you can tell from my accent, living here in the UK hasn't dented my Canadian accent at no, all. No, it has. That's why I was surprised when <laughs> you said UK. I'm like, okay, he does not have a Brit accent. So, like, okay, he, yeah, must, been, he must not be from there. Yeah, now I moved here first in 91, I think it was. Oh, wow, all right. And I've spent, you know, the odd year in Canada doing things, but most of the time it's been here. Okay, great, great. So talk about growing up in, in Canada and, you know, pop culture influence in your young life. You know, uh-huh. where was it first introduced to you, you know, or did you find it by all on your lonesome? Oh, yeah, well, comics specifically. I mean, we... We grew up in a house with no television uh, for, for most of my childhood. No TV as a kid? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you were forced and, to play outside and do chores and read? Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. Read. Reading. <laughs> reading, was, reading was my escape, really. Uh, oh. A voracious reader. And uh, comic books is more of a... On Saturdays, my mom and dad were obsessed with garage sales. or Sorry, garage sales as we have. What is that? In uh, in uh, in the UK, they call it garage. It's not a garage. Garage. It's a garage. Yeah. A garage. Yeah. Jeez, so it's a garage, guys, it's not a garage. So so, <laughs> so I I have so I lied about my um, maybe about the UK yeah, influence. You, I do. Yeah, you got it. I do like, use the odd word pronounced the way here. I love it. So, uh, you totally lost me, like, huh? <laughs> yeah. What's what's a garage? Yeah. So uh, they they would do garage sales every every Saturday, and that's okay. where I found comic books. 
Oh, really? Uh, so you must have some some good garage sales. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> watch it. Uh, uh, I think back then you could find stuff in garage sales that you can't find nowadays. Oh, I uh, back yeah, then, people got smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I mean, <clears throat> a lot of the stuff I bought, you know, didn't have covers on, and you know, it'd been well, well, well read, read already. So, you know, I. You know, I don't have any collector's items. You know, I haven't got an Action Comics number one or anything that I happen to pick up along the way. Okay. Oh, really? Um, and then Let I'm, me tell you, I, I, I have found gems. <laughs> really? Yeah. In the rut sales when I was growing up. Gems. And I mean, really? gem, I mean, like, first appearance of Cable. Um, what was it? The, the, remember the gangster from the Spider-Man comic? Uh, mm-hmm. the, the early on, the, the gangster dudes and them. Um, I found the garage sales of... First appearance of Deadpool. I mean, I've, I've bought the first appearance of Deadpool for like 50 cents. First appearance yeah. of uh, Harley Quinn for a dollar. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, how much? A dollar? Okay, no problem. Yeah. I'm not arguing, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, also, as a kid, I had no, you know, you know, I don't know about yourself. I had no idea they they would be valuable. Well, me neither, but I read sure, the shit uh, out of mine, too. Yeah, so, you know, they were already well-worn, and by the time I was finished with them, they were, you know. In shreds, basically. I mean, I think I, I dug. I dug this up. This is. Uh, oh God! Here we this go. Is, I love, I this love is the book. This, this is the book that first got me in, and in specifically into Conan is oh! uh, Barry, an old Barry Smith. Dude, and that was one of the first ones I ever bought, and it's one of the few I've held on to. I so love it's in it. Pretty ratty condition. It's just. I was still you know, one of the first in that condition. I love yeah. it. Yo, yo, I'm a Conan fan, so you're speaking to a fan here. Wow. That was one of your first. I mean, you know what's funny there, my brother? When it mm-hmm. came to, you know, the, the magazine size, yeah. it, it was Conan. My mama, mama was buying me Savage Soda Conan. And yeah. I'm here like eight years old. I shouldn't be reading these things. <laughs> but, man, did I, like, you eat it up. Woof. Yeah. And that, those are the kind of... Comics I went for. I wasn't so much into the superhero, Me you know, the either. pure superhero stuff. Yeah, I was into the kind of the the weirdest stuff. I had uh, my favorite artist is Mr. Kirby. Oh, of course. Yeah, the king. So, oh, um, Eternals, nice. Bro. Eternals and Wait, what, um, is, what is that? What number? Oh, it's number seven. Nice. Um, and Commandy. I was really into all that really weird. No, I had that Kirby whole stuff. run. I had that oh. whole run at one point. You I know, had a fifty like, pieces, but like I have none of it now. No, I yeah. had the whole. I still have, I think, I believe, a first issue in one of my boxes. First one. Oh, you're lucky man. So there's all that what? kind of stuff. So you know, remember? Do you remember these kind of old ones? Oh my! You know? Yeah. Okay. So what you call garage sales? You know, yeah. in areas where you have homes, right? Yeah. Back in the hood, we'd have block parties, right? And sometimes yeah. in these block parties, they would do a flea market. And okay, let me yeah. tell you, there was people that, I mean, as a kid, I, I, I didn't appreciate it. I, and looking back, I'm like, I wish I bought all of them. They all had right, yeah, yeah. Cats pulling out these gold key books, selling them for 10 cents. Yeah, yeah. For the kids on the hood, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, you know, I would pick up sometimes those Looney Tunes. Yeah, the gold key Looney Tunes. Fuck. I yeah, I've got some of those. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, yeah. See, you are like me. Yo, yo, but I think we're brothers from another mother there because, you know, it was my Conan. It was my horror comics, you know. My yeah, yeah that's, the, that's, that's Nothing more. That's nothing more like, I think, super. 
uh, it's Conan, the sword and sorcery stuff back then. And I liked Dr. Warlord, because once again, that was weird. Wasn't weird. so much superhero. Oh, yeah, and then the other things were, um, a bit later, as I got older, like maybe 12, 13, I discovered uh, Will Eisner. Oh, wow, look at that copy. But these are reprints anyway, okay. so these are from the seven, mid-70s, I think. But still, look at that, yo. Yeah. Woof. Look some of that. And the other, the other ones are the kind of, uh, they didn't last long, like things like uh, Epic. Oh, dope, uh, yeah. bro, yes. And, and creepy, that that sort oh of thing is what I got well, into a bit later. Oh, my God. My my brother-in-law out here is like, Al, do you know any place that could find me some original creepies, please? Mm-hmm. You know, it's shit. I'm like, yeah, at a convention, you just got to you gotta dig. Yeah, I think I've, I think I've only got about three myself. Yeah, but that's something to I, brag about. Three OG I think I had, I, had ton, I think I had tons of them with like no covers and <laughs> like that. Love it. So, was it easy for you to find your tribe? You know, while you were growing up over there, did you have a group of like-minded kids and friends that you grew up with, or, or was it kind of a solo adventure and self-discovery? At, at first, it was solo, but it, I think it happened for a lot of people. When you're in primary school, there's not too many that were into it. But then, when you get into the bigger school, you know, you get to middle school or high school and you discovered other people that were into it. Some of them were just into the collect, got into the collecting side because they saw it as, yeah, yeah you know, I'll, I can buy that for a dollar and then sell it for five or that sort of thing. But oh, there were some people but really wait, I was doing that in sixth grade. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're a hustler right then. Hey, but I'm a New Yorker to the core and a Porter right there. I can't help myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Yeah, it wasn't bad. And in high school, that's when I started doing um, cartooning myself. Cartooning um, in high school, yeah. nice. But well, no, it, was, it was really rubbish stuff. I have none of it left. But you know, re- really predictable stuff like doing a, a parody of Star Wars called Star Boars and Star Wreck, <laughs> and you know things like that. You know, really highbrow sort of stuff. Gotcha. So here you are. You say you're you know messing around. You know, and. And when did you start taking it, like, serious? Like, okay, I really want to do this. What happened? I, when was that not, moment? Not for decades, really. Decades? I, really? Yeah. Decades? Because, so what did you do in, in, in between? My gosh. Well, in between, I went to animation instead. Animation. All right. Yeah, so, so, so uh, I went to college for animation, and that's what I've done my whole working life, has been an animator. Um. So I've, you know, worked for places like DreamWorks and uh, the BBC and Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, places like that. So that's that's what I've been doing. I haven't been doing, you know, it's sort of a related field, but I've been doing animation rather than And so what was that journey like, though, to get into that, you know, the animation field? Was it an easy ride or or was it, you know, a lot of bumps in the road? I, I think I... I think I had a lot of luck along the way, okay. because uh, in my between, <laughs> between yeah between my second and third year of college, I, I stayed at at my student digs, and I went work for a company called Colorization. They were responsible for um, colorizing black and white movies, which was really big in the eighties. And one of the guys that moved into the uh, student digs for the summer, they were doing an international animation course. And he was German. He said, oh, there's this company in Germany looking for, you know, young animators. Basically, they were looking for cheap workers. Yeah. And uh, 
he said, apply. So I did, and I got that all-important first job, which is the hardest hardest one to always get in the industry. And then when I moved out to the the UK, I just happened to bump into someone who said, oh, this place is looking for someone to start, like, tomorrow. Wow. Really? So there was just a lot of luck getting being in the right place <laughs> at the right time. I Man, mean, I'm not saying I'm completely timing. talentless or anything, but, you know, there's a certain element of luck in you know, scoring the right gigs. And then once you're kind of in, in then it's word of mouth. I love it. I love it. Love it. So how did it feel like when you landed your first big op? My first big what? Sorry? Opportunity. Your first big opportunity. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. You're speaking New York to me here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to Imagine I moved to the UK, they would know oh, that's the New Yorker. I, I would get arrested so fast. Oh, I know who it is. But, but, but uh, I, I want to say this before you answer that question. You sure. say that you're not acclimated, but you did use the word rubbish also. <laughs> oh, I use a lot. I think I, 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 it, it, I put in certain words and people, when I go back to Canada, people do say, you, you speak a bit funny. But when I, I hear myself on funny, when I when funny. I hear myself on an answering machine or something, go, oh my god, I still sound like I'm, I've still got the nasal Southern Ontario thing going on. <laughs> um, whereas I know people from Britain that moved to LA, and within a year they they're speaking like they're from California. All of a sudden, so, right? They forget where they're from. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. So, okay, so you're doing this, you know, you said decades-long journey and animation. But yeah. when did the, when did you start itching to get into comics? Um, it was sort of a, because in animation, I've never been like the kind of A-star animator, you know, a headliner sort of thing. I've been a good, solid animator. So when I've worked for places Why do you say yourself so? I'm an, you there know, you there you're you amazing. Go. You're in the business. You're kicking ass, and I'm pretty sure I've seen something you've done, so stop there it. You go. You're amazing, bro. Don't you so, but what I fell into was uh, places like uh, Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon. I ended up okay. doing a lot of publicity okay. stuff for them. So they, oh, would, okay. th- they would be doing uh, an ad for Powerpuff Girls or, you know, one of those, you know, their headliner shows, and they needed yeah. a bit of custom animation that I couldn't pull from a show. Okay. So do the do the ad or the competition or whatever. So I'd be one of the people they call in to to do that. So you're matching something that's already existing. Okay. So that's what I kind of fell into. I was always uh, working on someone else's some uh, IP as as opposed to something that's yours. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, years of that, and it, it's great work. I'm not going to put it down or anything, but of course, I got to the point where it's like I don't even know what my own stuff looks like now. Oh uh, wow. So I was I was I was at that point quite a few years ago. I mean, I this book has been a long time in the making. I wrote the first ideas down in 2012. Oh wow! Yeah. Ten that's years when I put, ago. That's wow. when I put the first ideas down. Um, and then it took a while when I sat down to try to figure it out. I spent ages trying to figure out what my style was doing lots of different sketches and experimenting and that because I had no idea anymore yeah. I, before I finally found something that felt like me and was comfortable and I was, you know it yeah. flowed naturally from me so it wasn't until then which is probably about 2016 or something that I actually started working on artwork for this 
this Maybe. book. And then, you know, obviously, you know, there's 700-something panels in, in this, and they're, oof. There's a, there's, you know, as all comic creators say, there's half loads of work in it. All right. And when you are working a day job, you know, it's not going to move quickly. I hear that. So let me do a, a nice little screen share here because I want to show folks trailer that you share with me because okay. I want people to enjoy how gorgeous <laughs> this book looks. All right. So, you know, hang out with us for a sec. Absolutely. Let me add this right here, and let me let me add this right now. Check it out, folks. This is dope. Some of you hear it, Norm? Yep, we can hear it. Yeah, there's some crazy sound going on there, but, you know, it worked. Um, yeah, so uh, that was a little kick. I did that for the Kickstarter. Oh, can you hear me? I can't hear you. And that animation is all you, right? Yeah, yeah, that was just motion graphics. Uh, I did that for, uh, to uh, do the Kickstarter. That was the video I created for oh. that. Excellent, um, man. And when is this Kickstarter up? Well, the Kickstarter is done. I did the Kickstarter <laughs> March 2020, just as the world went into... Oh, lockdown. damn. Yeah, really, you know, I, I, I am known for my perfect timing. Apparently. Uh, you, you had the perfect timing to get in, and then the perfect timing to put out a book. You know, it's a great COVID reading, I would say. I yeah, would absolutely. Uh, so, uh, you know, everything went to crap quite quickly. I had trouble yeah. print, printing it because the printers were closed and things. So I found a brilliant guy here in the U.K., well, damn. Uh, who did it? Um, and and the Kickstarter did really well. Um, and um, I guess my situation after being amazed that people wanted it on the Kickstarter, <laughs> uh, uh, and it sold a lot to the states, considering the ridiculous uh, amount the postage is, um, which quite surprised me. Because so you, um, you're shipping it from the UK everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you know the ship, the shipping's you know approaching the price of the book. It's it's oh wow yeah it's incredible. I think the the book was fifteen pounds and cost me. I think I actually took a loss on shipping to the states. I was charging ten. But I think it was costing me eleven quid to oh wow to send it to the states because it's a heavy <laughs> heavy and, book. And explain to me what what does a quid exchange to? I mean, what is a quid? A pound is. Uh, what it is on the American dollar right now, it's probably about one twenty-five, somewhere in that region, I okay. think historically. Um, worse on the Canadian dollar, much worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And so after I had that, so the, wor- the world's in lockdown. I, all the cons, I had all the cons lined up over here. You know, oh, London Comic Con, everything. They all got canceled. So when was the la- what was the last Comic Con you did, if any? Or, or was this going to be your I, first time? I did some this year. Okay. I did a couple of small ones. Lakes and yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened to your uh, interview with Pete Dory the other day. Yeah, Pete, and Pete's he the was man. talking about thought, thought Bubble. I did that as well. Oh, that's a great. Um, so did you have the same experience as him? Great show. Oh, it's absolutely. I, I've been once before as a, you know, as a shopper and browser. Okay. Um, but that was my first time being on the other side of the table. It's, you know, excellent experience. I really enjoyed it. Great, man. Um, I've been there's so many, you know, comic fans out there, you know, showing love to creators like you. That's amazing. Yeah. No, it's it's a great. It's a it's a good fair for the indies. It really is. Oh, and that's why we need to keep pushing and celebrating. Is independent mm-hmm. creators like you that are bringing wonderful projects, you know, like the Junction. I mean, and talk about the whole inspiration though behind the book. You know, and is it a is this a one man show? It's also a one man show. Yeah, I did every, Ooh, everything. Whippa, yeah. I mean, where multiple Absolute, hats. Absolutely everything. The the writing, the the illustration, the lettering. Crazy. I, I made I made all the drinks that were consumed during the. Uh, the making of it as well, so, <laughs> um, yeah, so it was all, you know, I learned tons on it, because working in, on film is completely different than working on a, on a comic book. How much more different is it? I mean, what type of learning curve are, like, t- we talking about here? Is it a major yeah. one? We oh, talking there, about there, 90 degree arc? <laughs> yeah, no, no, not 90 degrees, but, you know, when, as I said, I've worked for so long in animation, you've got a certain headset about how to do things. Yeah. And then you've got to slightly change, you know, you're, you're still telling a story and you're still following some of the same rules, but things like color just mess me up because we're using different, we do use different <laughs> colors. You use RGB color for the screen and CMYK for the books and nothing you see on the screen looks like that when you print it and you have to learn all these, <laughs> these, these kind of, these kind of tricks. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, I never heard of a bleed before or a, like, what are they talking control. about? I didn't cut yeah. myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was a great experience. Um, but after, you know, being the Kickstarter and uh, having piles of boxes of so, books waiting, waiting for a con. Was your first Kickstarter, though? Your first? That was my, my first Kickstarter, first, yeah. And it was successful, is it? Yeah, yeah. How, what type of percentage successful were you? Do you know? Or the top? Uh, 500%. Oh damn! Your yeah. first congratulations, yeah. bro. Yeah. Yo, yeah, bro, you go like this, bro. That's I, dope. Wow. I got, got the hundred percent in the first twenty-four hours. So, uh, what? You know, twenty-four I, hours? I, I I wasn't asking for a huge amount. I was asking for a thousand pounds. So what's that? Like twelve, fifty, thirteen hundred dollars just to start a print run. Um, but in the end, I ended up with about fifty-five hundred pounds. I think. Wow, that's great, man. So, uh, yeah. You know, in, in the pandemic as well, where a lot of other people that were running campaigns are saying they were they were down compared to well, previous there campaigns. Were the, there may have been down because people were getting bored with their product. And once COVID well, started, people are looking for quality. Think, I think a, a lot of people, when we first went in, there was a lot of scare about people losing their jobs and... Oh yeah, their bills, and I, I think even a lot to this day, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it doesn't have changed all that much, but I mean, we were, we were, you know, I'm self-employed, so at that time I was thinking, oh, how's this going to hit me? 
Mm. Um, so I, I think people were generally a little bit more cautious at that point. We had no idea what, what how it was all going to play out and could never guess where it still is. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're in the middle of a pandemic, and I thought, well, I'll send it out to some publishers and, you know, see if anyone wants to pick it up. I did a couple of real kind of blue sky pub, you know, ideas of, well, I don't think they would ever publish this, but I'll give it a shot sort of thing. <laughs> so I only send it out to five or six the summer of the first pandemic. Okay. Um, and just got white noise back. Didn't get any replies except only one place was good enough to say it wasn't for them, but everyone else is just... Crickets. Nothing, no, no response at all. Not even crickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so I thought, oh, I'll just wait till, because I know publishing's, you know, was pretty messed up at, at the moment. In 2020 with everything going on. Everyone was delaying their titles. And so I thought, oh, I'll just, I'll wait on this a bit, you know. And, um, and then Titan contacted me kind of out of the blue. And you know how I was saying that some of my, uh, getting my first opportunities in animation were luck. Well, getting Titan was a complete, piece of luck in that one of my backers was talking to his neighbor mm-hmm. and he said to his neighbor, what do you do? And he goes, oh, I'm the um, commissioning editor at Titan. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So he showed him the book. And uh, that's how it came about. Wow. A backer helped connect you with Titan on yeah. this yeah. way. Wow. That's Awesome, bro. Talk it's a real about flute. being a backer. <laughs> but but I'll take it, you know. <laughs> I'm glad they picked it up because Titan actually puts out a lot of awesome books by amazing, amazing mm-hmm. creators. And especially the fact that you're a one-man. I mean, just the other day I had a one-woman show. Mm-hmm. I mean, here you are also the one-man band. I mean, you know, how heavy is that task on you? I, you know, I'm working on another book now, and it's heavier now than it was then because then I I was never sure I was going to finish it what I was going to do with it it was sort of a personal project and now it almost feels there's more writing on the new one okay um, so I mean it's just a, a lot of work the, you know the family says oh they never see me because I'm always in this in here <laughs> that's, that, that, that's, that's your hut bro come on now yeah yeah this is the old uh, garage I'm going to use the word, word again <laughs> the garage the house oh, really? converted. Yeah, but that's where I'm at. I make it look pretty because my camera has a great angle, but this is yeah. the garage, too, over here. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah, but I yeah. feel you, man. This is what, this is what, the, this is the, what the, our spouses do to us. Go take your nerd stuff into the garage. Get out of here. Well, to, right. to be honest, I had my spouse in here for ages. She had <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the other end of here. She was occupying then, too much of your space, bro. You, yeah, and so... We converted another area of the house in, in for her, so now I have this oh, nice. all this space to myself now. Yay, privacy, the man cave. <laughs> Love it. I wish I had that. I have this corner here, and that's that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm, sure, uh, I'm sure your uh, Brooklyn real estate is a lot more expensive per square foot than we are. Well, here, I'm right actually now. in Orlando right now. Oh, yeah, are thank you? God, okay. yeah, I, thank goodness I left New York, because like you said, I mean, for you, a, a closet... It probably costs two <laughs> two thousand a month over there right yeah. now. You know what I mean? That yeah. probably equates to like twenty five hundred your pounds or some shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah I don't know. New York is too there. pricey, but Orlando is reaching those prices too. 
Yeah. You know, Florida, yeah, because, you know, they see the suckers are moving out of New York. Like, okay, they were going to pay that out there. They'll pay it over here, too. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, the, the world is an evil place, man. Money is evil, you know? But we need it, right? Yeah, Jeez. absolutely. Necessary evil, yeah. A necessary uh. evil, yeah, brother. So, um, this book with with uh, Titan, The Junction, when can mm-hmm. I pick that baby up at a shop? You can pick it up anywhere. Basically, it's going to be available in your local comic shop, online, uh, normal booksellers as well, because it's being distributed uh, through normal booksellers, because um, Titan have a really good distribution network. Excellent. With, um, I'm trying to think, it's Random House, I think, in Penguin. Oh, nice. So nice. They, they have a tie-in with them, so they have access to all the, the bookshops, and obviously all the online uh, routes are also available. But, you know, I, I always encourage people, if they're going to, buy any of these things, you know, go to your local comic shop or your independent bookseller because they've had a really Preach. tough time. Preach. You know, and, you know, if you, you can spend that extra couple of bucks extra, you know, it really helps out those local businesses. Yes, it does, man. You I mean, ain't I'm, lying about it. I, I'm, I'm just as guilty as anyone else of having used Amazon from here and there because it's easy, but, you know. Oh, I, I step away. I go to my local comic shop, Epic Comics, a big shout out, you know, and I yeah. hit them up. And I, I, I've actually, as, as I've been, you know, driving around, <laughs> actually saw there's a, a couple of more shops. I'm like, okay, I got to hit these up. Let me see what's in All there. Right. No, I'm, I'm lucky. The area apparently has around six shops in the area, but I've only been to two so far. Just specifically comic shops? Yes, specifically wow. comic shops. Wow, that's amazing because, I mean, there are very few here in the Oh, UK. and I actually uh, I went to a third because when I visited my uh, 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 my in-laws in, in, in West Palm Beach, there was a big shop there. And I mean, it had a nice toy section, but a huge comic section. I'm like, oh, you could stay there perusing all day. A little bit pricey, but 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 just for the nostalgia of it, you, you would definitely enjoy perusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a rare commodity here. I mean, most major cities will have one. London's only got two or three. So how do you get your stuff? Um, well, I don't, you know, I honestly don't buy a lot of mainstream comics. Okay. Um, I buy, a, you know, back to law stuff on, back to law stuff on Kickstarter and pick awesome. up indie, indie stuff um, there. And then I'll, I'll, I'll cherry pick out the, stuff from the you know main shops there's a really good indie in london called gosh comics where you can pick up you know anything you kind of fancy excellent um, so i like that's that. normally where i would get it i like that um, shops that support indie i mean i have those here i had it in massachusetts for sure there was you know two shops that i had locally within 15 minutes that both supported the hell out of indie you know yeah. and, and, that, and that's the great thing when lcs does that because, you know, again, you know, you guys are the future. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to see Norm do even bigger and greater things. I mean, is there is there anything that you would really love to do? Let's speak it on to the world. Like, what would be your dream project? I Well, I, I'm very much like, I think you were saying with Pete the other day, was, uh, you know, doing your own your own stuff like I am is, is my dream. I, I really don't have much ambition to work on something that someone someone else's IP or cre- creation 
mean, I wouldn't turn down a variant cover or something, but I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint, hint. But uh, I don't know. I, I like creating something that's mine. I know, guess. It. I mean, so, so is this a dream project? I mean, would you like to keep this as a comic, or would you like to take this on to a different level, you know, within the, you know, medium of entertainment? Um, well, I mean, we we are talking with some people and going towards a movie with it. Oh. Oh yeah, so we have Ooh. interest in, we have we have interest in that, but you know, it's very early days, so you know, the chances are still very small of it becoming anything, but you know, um you know, that 5% chance I might have now is better than I had 2 years ago of being <laughs> having something hey, go in that direction. I love it, man. That's part of the journey, brother. Here you are building something, and I'm glad that someone has noticed, you know, your work through the years, and you do something like this, you know, and they realize, like, oh, wait a minute. Why haven't we, you know, noticed? How dare they, right? <laughs> Not give you that recognition earlier. But it, it, it's great. I mean, doors open, man. God's good, bro. This is awesome for you. Yeah. I'm, I'm as shocked as anyone where, where this is all going, <laughs> you know. Yeah, working in my little cave and, and sending it out into the world, it, you know, it's a scary experience. When I finished, well, when I finished the book originally, I, I left it on a shelf for six months okay. um, to to wow. go back to and look at look at because that whole thing you can't see the forest for the trees. Mm. And you go back after six months, you go, oh, that's not quite right, or that's not, you know, you start okay. seeing flaws that you just you just skipped over, you know, a few months wow. earlier. And no, nobody had read it. Not even my wife or my kids. You didn't even let them. <laughs> I'm very, very private about it. And uh, the first person who read it was a reviewer over here for uh, Pipe Dream Comics, uh, a website here. And uh, he was the first person to read it. And when he came back, basically ecstatic about it, I was like, "Holy mackerel!" Was you know? <laughs> oh, I got something. Yes. Oh, I've, I've lost you again, I think. No, I'm saying, you're, probably, you're saying, like, I got something. Yes, you know, great. Well, you know, well, you know and, and comics are very much a, a personal taste. One, one person's, you know, great comic is another something someone else hates and vice versa. So when the, when the reviews have come in and they've all been, you know, pretty good, you know, very happy with that, I seem to get a fair amount of uh, appeal with it. I love it, brother. That's good. You know, when you get that love as a person as a creator, it's like, yo, great. And I mean, successful Kickstarter, you know, a loving review, uh, an option here to do something even greater with it. I mean, bro, you are on the road to success, my brother. You got this. We'll, we'll so, see. When, uh, we'll see if we ever get any money out of it. <laughs> That's the big thing. It was, it was never done for the money in the first place, so. As it shouldn't be. When you do things for passion, you know what? Oh, yeah. The money will come. And, and, and when people recognize the greatness of the project, don't you worry, yo. And, you know, and when you do things like that, as you look at what you just said right now, it shows me that you're doing things for the right reason. It's something you wanted to do, not, not after something bigger. Yeah. And, and that's a beautiful thing. Um, and you, and so before we go, in this journey of yours that you've had thus far, you know, animator, comic book creator, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, you have a family, too. You know, as you say, you have your spouse and all. I mean, how do you, you know, 
how, how can you uh, advise someone that's also on the same journey, that has family, you know, and, and trying to navigate in this world, you know, especially this, you know, creative world? What type of advice can you give them? Well, I think, I don't know, everything's different for everyone. I mean, it's just the phenomenal amount of work is what it shocked me. Not just in the book, but when I went to do a Kickstarter, how much work is in in that promoting and, and everything. You've just got to realize you've got to set so much time aside, which is a, sac- a sacrifice in itself, obviously. Um, and then I think I would, you know, 10 years ago or something, I would never have had a chance to do this because the crowdfunding wasn't in place. I think that has been a, a massive boost for independent creators. I mean, how else would you have got your stuff out previously? I don't even know how people did it. Prior, uh, walking prior and stopped hustling, hustling with a backpack full of comics. Hey, yeah, on the street corner. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey um, like, like, come over here. You like comics? Like, as, as I was about to buy a bag of weed, like, what happened? You got weed? No, 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 I got comics. Oh, okay, <laughs> get arrested for that sort of thing. <laughs> but, but, um, I, I think that for me, I, I just I did a talk at a university here, um. Last year, they invited me in because they do an animation course and a comic book course. So I kind of covered the two fields. And I was saying to them, you know, the Kickstarters and Indiegogos, they also show you if there's an audience for what you have. So if you put a a crowdfunder out there and no one, you know, buys into it, you know, you're selling, you're wasting your time, basically, because no one no one is interested in what you're doing. I mean, yep. there's varying varying levels of success on, on those crowdfunders. I mean, people that are established or you know, your Keanu Reeves-based back projects are going to obviously go. Yeah, you've seen that, right? Like that berserker yeah. went ballistic. Yeah. Jeez. So of course, it's, you know, he's behind it, you know, so as soon as you put a face on that. But, it, you know, if you can fund your project, even for just the printing cost, you know there's an audience out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's great, brother. I, I love it, man. You know, you have a, a, a beautiful project here. You know, I, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, we're going to see it soon through, through uh, I mean, you know, tie-in comics, you know, great publisher. Great, but, I mean, again, one-man show here, folks. You hear this? this does it all. I'm a sucker for punishment. What can I say? Yeah, a lot of us are apparently. I mean, again, yeah, <laughs> just like me, but uh, man, do, do do I like really like crunch through my time, you know, doing these things, and and I love it. But it's not punishment for me. It's joy, inspiration. Those people like you definitely inspire me. You know, this is your moment, bro. Thank you for sharing. You know, your your, your passion and your love and your creativity with the world. I appreciate it and you. You know, well, and thank you, you for having me. You keep here. going on, brother. You keep going on. <laughs> you know, I can't wait to see this next project you're working on. I can't wait to see the possibility of the film on this. Uh, man, it's gonna be kick ass. You are like murdering it. So, folks, you see it. I've been sharing this, right? Yeah. So the yeah. book is called I've... Junction Novel. Yeah. I mean, what you got? Are you gonna still sign off? Thank I just just got the one of the oh! last. Oh. Uh, there's one here. This is this is. This, this is my self-published uh, soft cover, so the Titan one's going to okay. be a full hardcover. Oh, a hardcover! Uh, yeah, they're doing they're doing the full full Monty. So this, I've I've only uh, 
got a few of these left on my site now. I think I've got four left. Folks, yeah, the... four, four. So if they buy not, if they buy it from the site, do you sign them and all? Yeah, if they if they request it on the um, there's special instructions on there. So if you want it signed, just say it because some people don't like it. They like God. it pristine. I know, I know. They want to get this cheesy because they can't prove that you did it to them, blah, blah. You know what? You got to self, you know, give them the video. Hey, this is me signing your book. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I think I've only got the four copies I'm letting go. I mean, I've got a few more left for myself. Yeah, you better keep the, one keep one or two for yourself and still for the grandkids in the future. Look what <laughs> Grandpa did back in the day, you know. It, it'll be up to, like, part 100 by then, you know. It'll be amazing. Yeah, but I say my my experience with Titan has been great because when they signed me up, I still had what did I have like sixty or seventy copies left. Oh wow! And they were good. They were they were good enough to say, "Well, you can go to Salt Bubble and Lakes and sell sell off your re- your remaining ones." That you know where they they could have said, yeah. "No, we have it now. That's that's that's, that's it. it. You're, You're done. Gotta, yeah. You got to sit on it." So um, that was very fair of them. So I'm down to my last. There. It's only so. fair. You guys spend a lot of money on this, and you know you got to get your, your your money back. You know, what I mean, it's only fair. You don't want to have boxes there. I mean, we're married, guys. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like our responsibility. You better get that crap out of here. It's taking up too much room. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, when the when the Kickstarter copies arrived, because I think I had almost five hundred of them. Oh man. Um, they just filled filled the dining room. It's just full of boxes. Oh my god. Man. Uh, but, I mean, half of them went with the Kickstarter, you know, over the next week. I got half of the boxes out, but... Yeah, you were rushing, but time. I'm pretty sure you were getting the side eye, like, you better get this stuff off that table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's a fairly hefty book. It's 176 pages, so... It's, Woo! Uh, 176 it's, pages of story it's, and art. It's wow. Full, full read. A, a full-on experience, I hope. I love listening, brother. There's nothing better... Than, than spending some money on a book that you could not read in only 15 minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> that you could sit there and soak this book up for up to an hour. You know what I mean? Like really digging it. And based on the, that art, your story, flow, that trailer, Jesus, yo. Woof! Woof! I want this like now, right now. <laughs> I need it in my life. So I can't wait till when Titan releases to the... To the public in general go pick up that time book you know yeah it's uh coming out april 5th i believe is hey april my birthday month so you know i'm gonna give myself that i'm gonna give myself that way i'll I'll let the fans enjoy the four you got now that you have still in stock like folks jump on this it's gonna be the next big thing so when it gets options don't kick yourself on the ass when amigo told you he had four left and you missed out all right so you get it done well, you have been an amazing guest, Norm. You know, dig your energy. And, and, and wait, wait, wait. Last question. Moose okay. boy. What is, is ah, moose boy? What where is, where what did is that moose come, Where did that come from? Yeah, um, I had a friend called Moose, and we have a story that's you know for, for Crusaders after dark on that one. Right. Well, <laughs> it's obviously it's obviously the Canadian tie-in with the, the moose, but it was um, it was something when I was I, I I've used that. Uh, for years, and nothing to do with comics, to do with animation, and it sticks in people's minds when they're 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 thinking, who's that animate? Who's that animator that did that thing? It was Moose Boy or something. Oh, or, you know, Moose they, Boy. Where they don't, you know, with my last name Conyu, 
they often can't figure out how to type it into a search, you know, how it's spelled. It's spelled with a C instead of a K, oh, you know, et cetera. I'm loving it. voice st- sticks with people. And I've, I've had a lot of repeat work from, from people because they remember the Moose Boy thing. And now I need to have a comic book with a character that is a Moose Boy. A Canadian superhero Moose Boy. Yo, bro. Oh, it's probably been done. Um, Jeff, Jeff Lemire's character was pretty close, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think he was called City. Moose Boy, though. He wasn't called Moose no. Boy. No. <laughs> I've never heard that name, Moose Boy. You better think about this, Norm. But, but you know what? Mooseboy.com was gone. I couldn't get the dot com. Oh, really? Yeah, so somebody oh, was going to You know what they are? There's probably some porn site. <laughs> God, I hope not. So please don't look it up. <laughs> you know, they, they we're all going to get but, in trouble. <laughs> if I remember rightly, it was someone that worked for Microsoft or something at it. So it's a personal site. It's oh, something really? strange like that. Yeah. Let it go. <laughs> we need Moose Boy Superhero in the world. And on dot com. And on dot CEO and dot everything else. All right, so Norm, that's your mission in life now. I want to see Moose Boy by Norm. All right, <laughs> oh, there we go. No, we're not, man. I'll keep you busy. Another five hundred books on your kitchen table where your wife is going to give you the side eye again. Like, come on, but <laughs> move them things as you will, though, because people love your work. You know, successful projects and all. On your first congratulations, five hundred over. I mean. I love listening to those type of stories when somebody, you know, takes that, that step forward, you know, and just to try and see how much they appreciate it. So, again, good on you. Thank you again for joining me today. Anybody show my boy Moose Boy over here the love on his <laughs> website, you know, please follow him on social, on Twitter at Junction Novel, and on Instagram at his Junction Graphic Novel. So, show him the love, I, man. Mm-hmm. You were ask, asking what advice people have, yeah. and it's choose your Twitter and Instagram handle carefully because I named mine after my first book instead of after my own name. <laughs> and so now I'm going on to another book and I'm, uh, am I going to do it under the, under the yeah. junction name? It, it, it was a poor choice I made back then. You know, you know what? It, it, you still get a chance to change the name. I you think you can, but, uh, you know, I've sent out so much stuff and uh, gotcha. those links. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, I, I know, know you can't, you can't do this. I actually know some creators that do that. They they do a Twitter handle for project. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. So, you know mm-hmm. what? You know, you wouldn't be alone in doing it that way. So, it's not that it's bad on you. Maybe it might be a good marketing ploy, you, you know, because each one is going to have its own analytics that you can really look at. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, because I built it up with my personal guy. account now. So, uh, it's uh, it just a... Poor choice, poor choice. Two poor choices, Twitter handles and <laughs> launching launching during the pandemic. So there you go. Hey, but you still fund it. So it wasn't yeah. that much of a poor choice, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, you know, do you think that it would have been, you know, more over if it wasn't for the pandemic? Honestly, do we'll you never think? know. I'm, I'm waiting for the, the How Marvel what, to take? what if issue on that. <laughs> well, how many listeners to take? We'll never know, really, because it ain't three, that's for sure, unless you want to break your teeth. So um, <laughs> thank you again, Norm. Much love, kiddo. Folks, you know what it is. You know, please like, subscribe, turn on notifications if you're enjoying all this content. You know, when we talk to amazing creators like Norm that are out here smashing it in the comic book world, yo, they're really killing it, bringing us wonderful and entertaining projects, right? The author tells you everything else. Thank you, Norm. Everybody. Thank you, Norm. From the garage. Hey, from the garage. (laughs)
thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCase.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 